welcome to the Conservation Tribe. I'm your host, Blaine Edwards, aka Earth Offline, and in today's episode, we are talking about conservation art. We'll be doing this with the help of today's guest, Pooja. So Pooja is a multimedia artist from India who also shares a passion for conservation and science. Through channeling these interests, she has been able to work with a variety of biologists, educators, conservation organizations, and filmmakers from around the world. Uh, with the common goal to use the medium of art, whether that's photography, painting, illustrating, as a tool to help effectively convey a scientific and conservational message. So if this appeals, feel free to stick around and enjoy the podcast. Let me please introduce you to today's guest, Pooja. Thank you for coming on. <laughs> Thanks for having me here. No worries. Uh, how are you, firstly? I'm good, thank you. Good, good, good. Quite excited. Very excited. I'm excited too. Um, I've given a bit of intro about um, who you are and what you do, but would you like to kind of elaborate more on, on what you what you do to the audience and maybe something that I've missed? Sure. Uh, I'll just go over it briefly. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, I started about five years ago. My journey started in the Andaman Islands in India. That's where I personally got hooked onto the natural world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had four ecosystem access in my backyard, literally out there. So I had access to like the mangroves, the intertidal rainforest, and the reefs. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. I think anybody who visited that space would be hooked on. Yeah. When I went there, I obviously didn't know it was going to be what I did for a long time to come, mm-hmm. and uh, that's how it stayed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went there as a education filmmaker. And that's when I actually made the video about the mangroves. I still work quite closely uh, in the islands on different projects, not being based there, but through other organizations. Mm-hmm. In fact, we recently did another film uh, to raise awareness regarding the declining population of dugongs in the Andamans. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be launched next month through the forest department there. Um, after I joined the conservation field as a filmmaker, I realized that not all projects can be communicated through film. Mm-hmm. So I started to go back to other mediums that I used to practice, like illustration, art, um, uh, other visual mediums mm-hmm. in different styles. And then I focused on using the best tool possible for any given project, and that's how my scope kind of widened to being a more multimedia based rather than any single tool. Nice. Okay. I like it. So let's begin with um, you being a multimedia artist and that being linked closely with conservation. So a conservation artist. Mm -hmm. What does that actually mean, being an artist or a conservation artist? What does that mean and what does your work, what kind of work do you do? So, um, I think it's very hard for anybody in the field to come up with a title, as I've noticed over the Mm -hmm. last couple of years or Mm -hmm. so. Uh, But I call myself a multimedia artist. One is because of the tools and how that relates to conservation is mostly because of the kind of projects that I've taken on. Mm -hmm. Um, I've very closely limited my work to the wildlife and conservation space, which means I'm constantly working with organizations or individuals uh, working to conserve the natural world. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times you have, uh, we, we are all very well aware of this, that is uh, a lot of research is going on, a lot of papers are being published, mm-hmm. but it's very hard to get this across to a uh, common man, so to speak, or somebody who's not in the field. Mm-hmm. And my interest comes from there in wanting to communicate these experiences, these uh, adventures, these, this research, and all the new data that you find to people who are not at field with us, really. It uh, comes from just wanting to share moments with family and friends, and then slowly gets a bit deeper in wanting to you know, convey a message, make an impact, and that's how uh, my hook into the conservation world is through that, mm-hmm. whether through art or film. Mm-hmm. And a lot of time I'm focusing on helping either small organizations or new uh, startups, uh, established researchers translate their work in visual forms. Mm-hmm. And therefore, the connection between art and science, art and conservation, 
uh, based on what the purpose of each project is. Okay, so let's say the link there is heavily to do with the communication aspect. You're, through art, you're able to communicate a, commu a conservation message more effectively or it's, it's, it's related yeah. to the, the communication aspect. Yeah, I think that's the ideal goal, to do it more effectively and have a certain amount of impact with every work that you undertake. Mm -hmm. um, it's not always possible or we are sometimes struggling to find a solution for that, of course. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's where the energy and the passion lies. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. nice. So you, you touched on earlier the intersection of art and science. Yeah. So on your Instagram profile at Pudge's Laboratory, uh, is that how you pronounce your name? Sorry, Pooja? Yes. Pooja. Pooja. So that's P-O-O-J-A-S Laboratory. In there, it's got intersection of art and science. That's a very eloquent sentence. <laughs> what What does that mean? Like, how, can you elaborate, elaborate on, on what that actually means? Because it's such a attractive so sentence. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great sentence. <laughs> So, well, if I have to be honest, I'm constantly redefining uh, what that means, of course, mm -hmm. because it's changing with what I undertake and my experiences. Mm -hmm. um, but in the moment, again, it has to do with the fact that uh, I'm working with a lot of science-based projects, mm -hmm. so most mostly scientific research, whether it's about uh, collecting data or trying to prove certain results against hypotheses. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and then again, it comes back to communicating that. So, uh, like for for instance, I've done a film on the dugongs now, and I've done a film on um, the impacts of spotted deer on the islands. Mm -hmm. uh, both of which are based heavily on scientific research uh, and the results of those research work. Um, so that's where there's a collaboration with the science aspect in the field, very uh, very heavy collaboration rather. Um, recently I did this, uh, there's another Instagram account called Illustrated Research. Okay. And they're constantly looking to pair up artists and scientists across the world. So what, what, what's the that one called? Illustrated? Research. Research. I think I saw, I think I was, I, I saw that account the other week. Yeah. Have you tagged it recently on your page? Uh, no, I think my post is due to come up tomorrow, actually. <laughs> uh, I, I'm pretty sure I saw it last week and I, I yeah. screenshotted it. So whenever I come across a, a cool account that fits within the category of education, research, yeah. experiences, conservation and creativity, I screenshot it and then I, I've got a whole database of these cool accounts. And I remember oh, screenshotting okay. that page because I thought it was cool. So Pretty I sure recently illustrated uh, for them uh, uh, a, a researcher's work in uh, Louisiana mm -hmm. in the, the US mm -hmm. and it's going to be up tomorrow but again it came down to her wanting to explain what her paper is about and what she's writing about and her project to, mm -hmm. to common audiences. Yep. And uh, yeah, we're going to put up the illustration tomorrow and see how that goes. Mm -hmm. Um, the other connection between art and science, um, maybe not so much in a direct way, is uh, we undertake a lot of educational programs through Earth Pro Lab, uh, organization I've been running for the last uh, three years with four uh, partners. Mm -hmm. So uh, what we do is we take students out into the field uh, based on curriculum requirements by the school. Mm -hmm. And we craft different scientific and artistic activities for them to undertake while we're on field, whether it's rainforest or whether it's out of the reefs or depends on the kind of expedition it is. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's usually biology teachers, geography teachers, uh, physics and chemistry. And we are constantly looking to how uh, artistically portray these subjects that the school requires us to teach them. Uh, through activities, games, and uh, actual art, like sometimes they're just, you know, reflecting and journaling and things. Yep. So, yeah, there's a huge connection between art and science in that sense in their learning and educational experience that mm -hmm. they get to back with them. 
Yeah, I was looking on your Earth Collab website. So you're you're one of the founders there. There's four yeah. people, and you're There's one of five in total. Five in total. And, okay. Yeah. So I like one thing I liked about that was your. It seems like you're approaching it from a number of different angles. Like in your logo, it's got like your network, yeah. your ecosystem, and it's got all these different right. components. And I think that's a very right. clever way to do it because it's, you know, it's a big, big issue and there's many different components to it and many different right. ways that you can tackle it. Interesting. That's kind of how with Earth Offline and Conservation Tribe, this is what I'm calling the podcast, by the way, Conservation Tribe. Like <laughs> um, so the reason we have it like that is also because it doesn't work like a normal company. We're more like a collaborative platform. It's a bunch of people, a group of people who came together because we like working with each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's really about like, depends on the project we uh, take up, either two to five, all five people are involved and everybody has completely different set of skills mm-hmm. and it was important to kind of lay down the different principles of work that are going in there mm-hmm. uh, so it's not a typical company in that sense it's more like a platform that we all feed off that's all right okay so have you always had a passion for art and conservation like as single entities have you always been interested in the two um no i haven't always been i don't think uh no 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 where, where did these things the kind of the closest thing is really watching uh documentaries on tv whether it was net geo or bbc david Attenborough, uh, that kind of stuff yeah my interest in uh wanting to explore the natural world comes from uh, me doing a film course for my diploma in undergraduation. Okay. And uh, out there I got interested in documentary filmmaking and then I just wanted to try nature filmmaking, so to speak. Okay. Um, and yeah. it happened from there. Yeah, conservation is something I figured much later having been based out of a research station and learning about it and watching other people work towards it. Okay, fair enough. So, um, someone obviously just like yourself interested in conservation, hence why we're having this podcast, but I'm an architect, so I kind of consider myself to be a creative as well. Um, so I'm I'm interested in the creative world, um, film, design, art, music, the whole lot. Um, and when I started my earth offline project, which was about a, a year ago, um, and by extension, this podcast. I've always been fascinated with how um, I, how one could connect the two worlds of art and conservation. So this is kind of like a tailor-made thing for, for you because you're right in that world. Yeah. But do you think cons- do you think art will play an important role in conservation today and also moving forward into the future? Do you think it's you know it's an, it, like almost a requirement to to be in intimately linked with conservation? I definitely think so. Uh, I mean, I obviously have a belief in it, so I'm doing it. But uh, um, in terms of having a role to play and what extent that is, I think it's at the moment heavily existing in photography as a tool. Photography? Yeah, like I see so many people use uh, photos to convey messages or photo stories and that's obviously an art in itself also interesting uh, is what, that through what you see on social media you see a lot of photos is that why you, you say photography is a an important medium for it i'm saying photography is uh one of the uh, important mediums but uh, more to do with i think it's been around much longer than other mediums uh-huh. if you look back from uh when Nat Geo started and when the magazine started and how different photo stories are now being used across magazines, the internet to convey messages. Uh, I know people must be by now like not so hooked on to images of the polar bear for instance or maybe it's overused. That's a debate one could have. Um, but just like I think uh, the power of a visual tool or visual imagery so to speak mm-hmm. uh, definitely 
connects with people much better. Totally. And therefore has that uh, capacity to have a huge impact. And I think it's going to only play a much uh, larger role with time. Mm-hmm. Because we're all becoming more and more effective with these tools and the outreach is much greater. The internet helps. And everyone's on their phone. Everyone's on Instagram. Yeah. So. I think like uh, illustration, uh, design, photography, film, mm-hmm. anything visual is more uh, catching to the eye. Definitely. But not to say that all of it is going to be effective. Uh, no. I do believe like there's one strong element that connects all of it into being effective. What's which that? is storytelling. What's that? So, storytelling? Yes, yes. Preach it. I agree. <laughs> so every image that has a story, every film that has a story, a good background, every design that has a story or context, I think it's what's tying everything up so well. Mm. And it's probably one of the key aspects in making communication material effective. 100%. So from, from going on your website and seeing your work, it seems like the storytelling aspect is something that you kind of focus on quite a lot and you're good at it. You're, you're, you're good at it. So for me, that's one thing that I, I need to work on is um, my storytelling. I'm not a very good storyteller. <laughs> oh no. Did, I, did my video cut out? Oh uh, yeah. One second. Oh, turn that around. Nice Are we, you. we on again? No, you're on now. Oh, cool. Yeah, the storytelling aspect is super important. So it's interesting you say photography because, like, I agree, visual um, media is super important moving forward because everyone's on their phone, even more so than on a computer. Everyone's looking at a screen an image or a video can convey a message far quicker than, you know, a, a, a bit of written copy can do. But yeah, I'd say photo- photography out of all the visual media is um, one that's probably on the, this is my personal opinion, is on the decline because I think filmmaking is quite big, um, yeah. which is why the platforms like Instagram, Facebook, all these social media platforms, um, they are kind of leaning in towards video, even to the point where they they structure their algorithm so that they, so video content appears first on your feed, right? Right. So yeah, I definitely agree visual media is important, but photography, I don't know. It's like an yeah, old, it's an old school. I, I, didn't mean to, I didn't mean to single out in photography as such, except that it's around the longest. But uh, yeah, we shall. In fact, uh, being an illustrator sort of uh, uh, gives a refreshing perspective uh, in terms of responses from audiences. Because I think uh, the nature of uh, photos and video, it all starts to look of a similar kind quite often. Mm-hmm. And with illustration, every artist brings in different styles and you can see more people kind of like, oh, I like the look of that kind of thing. And I think it's enabling us to attract more uh, audiences in that sense with different styles. Mm-hmm. As opposed and, to and animation as well. I think <laughs> animation is going to explode, which is yeah. why Adobe After Effects is a software that I really need to wrap my head around because I know it's... How how's your Adobe After Effects skills? Uh, well, it's uh, pretty all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one that I definitely definitely need to learn because I I see animation being very, I I see it exploding in the future. Like yeah. it's illustration, like it can be illustration, but anything that moves that can catch your eye right. is yeah. going to be important. And it's different to video, so it moves, it catches your eye, but it's different. So I think that's an important thing. So I think we're in a world that's moving constantly and so fast, like it's a very fast-paced world. Nobody wants to look at like still things or something. <laughs> no, no. But then that makes me think whenever I think, whenever I see something heading in like this direction, I always consider the opposite because 
there's always a reaction to every action has a reaction. So if everyone's moving towards fasts, you know, yeah. eventually people will be attracted to the slow. So yeah, but at the moment people want to be want something that's engaging and catches their eye. Right. Yeah. But um yeah, so on my perspective on you know, art and conservation and then being together from a macro perspective, yeah. I think it's super important and so conservation as i touched on before is you know a big problem as a global concern and a global concern needs a global response and needs people power but in order to influence the people you first need their attention and at the moment everyone's attention seems to be on social media instagram facebook youtube on their phone everyone's attention is on their phone generally speaking so if you want to convey a message or a call to action, you need to distribute that on social media because that's where everyone is. Mm -hmm. But if you make it this far and you're good enough that your message appears on a million plus people's iPhone on Instagram, if the message gets to those people, you still need those people to believe in what you say. They mm -hmm. will, they'll look at your message and either agree or disagree or they will care or not care and i think that's where the creative is important because a good piece of creative has the power to help someone clarify or understand a message uh, yes. and even more importantly it has the power to make someone care about it and believe in it and if you can yeah. get someone to believe in a message then that's you know, that's what you want. So that applies to conservation and, and, and anything in the world. Creative is, is, is super important. Um, okay. Again, so. I, I would bring that back to storytelling in terms of getting to people's hearts because, yep. I mean, we're you need all to, You need to touch their heart at the end of the day. Yeah. We're Other all sharing our story every day of our lives. So that's the most relatable tool, I would say. Hmm. And the touching people's heart is a, is a good one because now that everyone's on social media everyone's starting a podcast like myself <laughs> everyone's getting involved in the space so there's a lot of noise so yeah. the only way to kind of cut through that noise is to be a great storyteller so it's more important than ever to be good if you're good you'll be seen if you're not then you know sorry yeah. sorry about it okay so this question so what you do is pretty cool. Like to me, what you do is you, you've got a cool job, but what Thank does you. a typical work day look like for you? I don't have a typical work day. It's, it's all random. <laughs> well, I'm usually not working on any one single project. It's often, uh, you know, two or three different kinds that are going on. Mm -hmm. Um, Often my day is decided either by a deadline or if there's no deadlines, then I have the luxury of waking up and choosing, hey, can I give Blaine his podcast today or yeah. <laughs> hey, can I work on a design uh, or can I work on my own project in the meantime, that sort of thing. Okay. But yeah, if I'm out at field, then I'm usually um, doing photography, film and teaching. When I'm not at field, when I'm at my desk, I'm either designing uh, logos or doing some editing work or animation, um, maybe working on proposals and pitches. Mm -hmm. So it's really, it's really quite diverse and I'm almost addicted to this kind of a life, if I can call it that. Addicted? Which is, uh, yeah, which is to have that sort of diversity in every day. <laughs> well, it makes it, you know, the last thing you want to do is I mean, some people are into predictable lifestyles, but if it's diverse, then it, it's hard to be boring, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that that's what keeps you going, and I like it that way. I enjoy uh, that sort of workspace. Work mm -hmm. mm -hmm. It also means that uh, it's not very stable, um, <laughs> we, we, which is part of the deal, and that's something you should just be aware of, and as long as you know it, you're good. <laughs> Okay, so that brings me to another question. So yeah. what are the, some of the challenges that you face 
as an artist whose most work is kind of natural world conservation related what are some challenges that you face um i think even at this point after doing it for a few years now um the most challenging part is to be able to sit still and wait for the next project and you have to constantly reach out to different people organizations independent researchers whoever it might be to see mm-hmm. if they need something done or if there's some project that's suitable for your skill and uh it takes a lot for things to fall into space and for the time to be right for any one collaboration to work in that sense mm-hmm. uh you have to allow it that time but sometimes obviously you're pressured by the need to work the need to keep your uh, day-to-day life afloat etc so uh you have to be aware and plan for that uh i i don't know if stagnant is the right word it's not really stagnant because you're obviously putting a lot of effort into finding the next uh suitable project for yourself it's just, it's just not a steady stream it's not a steady stream exactly mm-hmm. uh and waiting can be very challenging because obviously you're motivated and that doesn't necessarily mean you have a project to work on which allows you to be motivated at the same level or have the same energy and when you reach out to these organizations people projects how do you how do you reach out to them do you use traditional email or do you dm do you hit them on the dm or what do you do i've got all kinds of strange things i'm used uh, online forms on their websites i've just sent out an email saying hey i'm looking to share my portfolio if you or anybody you know have a project that could use my skills if it's a skill based thing uh for teaching we just approach schools and see if they want to take part in expeditions or field trips for the following school year uh, i message people on linkedin on facebook and instagram for just one on one collaborations mm-hmm. most of the time um yeah or sometimes like just like uh, to bring it, bring it back to focus of like importance of social media today there's a lot of projects that have just gotten by sharing work on Instagram and Facebook yeah uh, but it's just seen a drawing and said hey we're doing this project uh do you mind illustrating for us for instance yeah yeah like the marine mammals of india poster that I had done scientific illustrations for that's exactly how that happened I just did like one one drawing and then the researcher just DM me on Facebook and said do you want to do the whole thing and I said yeah of course cool yeah. do do you find it's um so being a you know I say conservation artist is one way to describe your your role this obviously in many ways to to call it but a conservation artist it's, it seems to be pretty niche do you kind of fall into does that limit the amount of work you can get or do you find that because it's niche there's less competition and therefore more opportunity mm or it kind of doesn't it's, matter it's both ways i think um there are times when i feel like it's uh too niche and i ne- i feel that need to expand to again bring back a steady stream of work and things mm-hmm. and uh there's other times it's absolutely working to your advantage because uh there's not so many people doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's only like maybe less than 100 I don't I, I don't even think it's 100 really as artists in the country. Really? Only on conservation. Interesting. I my numbers my numbers are not like show fire here but uh the network of wildlife and conservation artists is already very small inclusive of photographers and filmmakers totally uh, and then when it comes to illustration and other aspects of art then it's even even more Small. smaller and our country is quite quite massive interesting so i'm working on so with earth of lion I don't know if you know but so I've got like a ecosystem of wildlife accounts. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen like you know the lion and lion all those ones. So there's about 
14 that I manage at the moment simultaneously. But there's one that I'm wanting to add to the ecosystem and it's called, I've got the, um, I've got the, uh, I've already created the Instagram account, but I haven't posted any content. It's going to be dedicated to um, creatives that are interested in conservation. So it's, oh. cre it's at create conserve. Okay. So it's got to be like a repost account where I kind of feature, um, you know, people like yourself, your work that you do. Um, it's more or less a feature account. So it's building a small community around creatives that are interested in conservation. Um, what What do you think? Do you reckon that's a good idea? Just from yeah, like, I think, I think it's a great place. Uh, to, it uh, seems like it's a small community, so it's. And it's because it's small, it's hard for people. Like, I feel like there's potentially an exposure hurdle. So if I can help yeah. with, um, you know, providing exposure, then that's yeah. probably a good thing. Yeah, definitely. And I think it also allows for interactions between creatives and between artists, uh, which is not easy to come by either, unless you go really looking, looking, looking for them. And collaboration uh, is huge i think i think huge, collaboration huge. is massive, so massive, it definitely massive. helps uh, both the artist and the person looking to collaborate with those artists and creatives mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. i think such a database would be actually really helpful okay cool nice 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 okay so another question so this is, is coming from the the architect in me although i'm i'm not so interested in architecture anymore i think it's my kind of macro perspective on architecture is, at the moment is that we should build as few buildings as possible. But <laughs> <laughs> um, the question comes from my love for design and thinking of a concept. Have you got a, what is your creative, do you have like a creative, a set creative process? Is it fluid or do you have like a, a sequence of steps that you normally go through when you conceptualize an idea and develop it is it like is it fluid or is it systematic so um it's fluid in the sense that i think now it's inside me my own system and process uh, the steps i follow but i think like if i sit down to identifying what those steps are then there is a definite process that's like unconscious almost <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um but uh, we actually, uh, I've, I've detailed this out on the Earth Collab website. If you look at the infectious knowledge wing of the platform, it talks a little bit about our creative design thinking process. Um, but to be specific, I think it almost always starts with research. So the research, then and brainstorming, and then moving into a sort of more solid idea concept space. And then from there, I'm getting into pre-production, production, and then you're doing like a feedback and uh, user feedback kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then moving into fixing all of that uh, and, and then sort of doing the final execution. Nice, nice. I like it. I like it. Okay, so for anyone who's watching, listening to this and they're an artist and they're like, look, I wouldn't mind getting into this. What are some tips and words of wisdom that you can give those guys uh, if they want to follow in your footsteps? I think uh, definitely not uh, fear going out there and doing what you feel like doing. Say that again, sir. Do, do not fear taking a step into this world, right? Like, mm -hmm. don't, don't be afraid. Yes, just, 100%. Uh, start, start doing it. Don't wait for the right job or the right opportunity. I think that, that sort of like delays what you want to do more than anything else. Mm -hmm. But even if you start small, start at home, start in your backyard, whether it's film or art, and you start posting, start getting responses, it's, it's a way to keep yourself motivated and keep going and I think the opportunities then start to come and you start learning more about different things that are available out there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think just don't hesitate. I think I agree. Um, I think fear is one thing that stops people from doing a lot of different things. Um, for me, for example, I'd, I'd hate being in front of a camera. 
I hate oh, being. You're doing, you're which, a great job right now. Pardon? You're doing a great job right oh, now. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but like, I really do not like being the center of attention. So, which is why on my Instagram account, it's I, I post other people's content and I try and add, you know, information in the caption. That's my input is through the copy. But I know that you know what I'm trying to do. I've got some pretty big plans with Earth Offline and and how I think conservation can go to the next level i need to kind of put myself out there in a forum like this so you just kind of just have to do and just 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 deal with it just go out there and and do and let the chips fall where they may mm-hmm. i think and you yeah. can always take smaller opportunities to see if it's the right thing for you and then once it once you know it is then it's okay mm. to take that step right yeah but in order to get to that point, you need you need a taste. You need to taste different things in order to figure out what you like. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So I think a little bit of volunteering or an internship here and there is always a good idea to see mm-hmm. if it's for you. Hmm. Taste as many different things as you can, especially when you're young. You know, people you know, don't be so quick to. You know, you know. For me, I'm twenty twenty seven, and I still mm-hmm. think that I've got plenty of plenty more time to to experiment like I'm um, you know I, I graduated architecture a few years ago and I, I did some work there did some projects but you know I've always I was going to drop out halfway through architecture school and do nature photography halfway through because I've always been yeah. into nature photography and um, David Attenborough has always been a big idol of mine and I um wanted to be involved I wanted my career to be involved with wildlife and I didn't know what career options were available so it's like the only one that I knew of was wildlife filmmaking so it's like you know I'm gonna I'm gonna do that and all my friends and family were like no don't do that like you've already you're halfway through you're halfway through just you know finish it but this was seven years ago and it's funny that I've gone through that whole university process and um I'm here now hosting a conservation podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's crazy how things pan out. But yeah, you need a you need a taste and you need a do and reevaluate. I guess is the the circle. Okay, so we're we're, near, we're nearing the end, um, but I've got a few. I've got one last kind of question, and then a couple of things after that. So. Um, so far, we've discussed the intersection of art and conservation and the details around what that looks like. Mm-hmm. But if we had to bring it back and explain why conservation is important in the first place, in your opinion, why is wildlife conservation important to you? Why is it a good thing to pursue? A deep mm-hmm. question. <laughs> yeah. Very hard to answer that in any simple terms, I think. Yeah, I'm still struggling with that. <laughs> still figuring it out. Well, in, in some ways, uh, yes. In some ways, no, obviously. But yeah. uh, I just uh, believe uh, wildlife conservation is a way to protect uh, natural resources. And that boils down to it being bare necessities for us to continue existing on the planet, really. Mm. So from a selfish human perspective, we need to look after our environment and organisms that live within it because we're screwed yeah. otherwise. Yeah, I, I, I believe in a more like an ecosystem sort of approach and outlook where you're taking care of the entire system. Mm-hmm. From, All yeah. interconnected. Everyone's exactly. important in their own way. Exactly. There's not so much a hierarchy. There's just different things playing different roles, and each yeah. is important. It's it's just that every organism is as important as the other for keeping this balance that we understand. Mm. This is a difficult concept to wrap my head around. The idea of, you know, a hierarchy is very easy to visualize. You know, and a lot of humans think that they're at the top of the hierarchy. But the ironic thing is. The only species where if a species was to go extinct, the rest of the world would be better off as humans. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, that's the crazy thing. We think we're at the top of the pyramid, but if we went extinct, everyone else would be better off. They'd be like, they'd be hosting the biggest party on the planet. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. It blows my mind. Unfortunately, yeah, that, that, that's how it is. All right. So, um, what I would like to do now is do some kind of like lightning round Q and A where I kind of shoot off a bunch of different questions in a minute and mm -hmm. you just answer them as quickly as, as you can. Are you into that? Okay. Sure. All right. Right on. Cool. All right. Let me, let me start a timer. Are these questions from Instagram or are these your questions? Oh, these are my uh, questions. The Instagram thing, I was very impromptu. I was like, next time I will probably do it earlier on and get <laughs> some questions. Um, that was the very, that's the, that's the first time I have posted myself on Instagram. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, I'm doing this podcast. I need to just get over it and post a video of myself. So I did. Okay, so we have a minute and I'm starting the timer now. Okay, what are your three favorite animals? Three favorite animals, wow. Um, can I give categories? No. Yeah, you can do categories. Um, insects. Oh, nice. Um, rhinos. Yep. And hornbills. Hornbills. Yeah. Nice. Would you rather fly like a bird or swim like a dolphin? Swim like a dolphin. What are three? There's so much unknown. What are three accounts on Instagram that you'd like to give a shout out? Or what's one account on Instagram that you'd like to give a shout out to? Earth offline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your favorite food? Um, anything and everything spicy. Oh, nice. And what social, what social platforms are you active on? Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Yep. That's LinkedIn. Yeah. All right. That's the, that's a bit over a minute. LinkedIn. That's LinkedIn's one that I'm really trying to look into more at the moment. LinkedIn. LinkedIn Pretty recent for me. That was, yeah, maybe last couple of months. But it's proven quite useful. Really. In terms of uh, professional networking, I think it's a more serious space, and whatever mm. you send people's way or is received is taken seriously rather than oh, it's just a Facebook message, you know. What con do you post content on there, or do you just use it more as? Kind of. Uh, I'm currently using it just to network and look for opportunities. Um, yeah. But I do see a lot of people posting content. Yeah. But I think it's more more to do with work, more to do with opinions, and more serious stuff. Yeah, different kind of content. Yeah. More serious. Yeah, that's that's. I started my my um, LinkedIn account uh, like a week ago. Yeah, and I'm trying to figure out the interface and and how to actually use it and what to post. I'm wrapping my head around it, but at the moment I'm so heavy in Instagram that I need to diversify. So that's my next challenge. Yeah. Okay, so we're pretty much at the the end of the podcast. Hooray! Like we've done so well. <laughs> um, but one thing I want to do with my podcast is do a question of the day um, mm -hmm. where the guest asks a question to the audience and it can be lighthearted, it can be as deep as you want it, it can be whatever you want and the people have the opportunity to hit us up on social media and, and answer the question if they want to. So question of the day, what's your question of the day? Anything you can be, anything you like. Anything, yeah? Anything. Not really work, is it? It doesn't have to be related to conservation, it can just be anything. Hmm. 
if <laughs> this was <laughs> I'm now I'm coming up with literally anything. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. If you had one last meal to eat, what would it be? Oh. <sighs> Normally I'd say butter chicken, but I'm now a vegetarian. So butter paneer. <laughs> That'd be my answer. <laughs> That'd be my answer. Okay, well This is any... just me increasing my food uh, list, you know, get, getting different perspectives so I know what <laughs> to try next. <laughs> but butter paneer is oh, I had that for the first time a couple of weeks ago. It was amazing. Did you? Yeah, because yeah. my resolution for this year was to go vegetarian. So um so far this year strong vegetarian but nice. butter chicken before that was my favorite uh meal and i didn't realize i went to the restaurant with my girlfriend the other day and there was a butter paneer option and it was amazing <laughs> so good let me know when you're coming this way and we can give you some yeah lot vegetarian food <laughs> oh excited I, i really want to go to india i I, so my girlfriend and I went to traveled around Southeast Asia a few years ago. Yeah. And we we went to Sri Lanka, which is I don't that's not Southeast Asia, but we went to Sri Lanka, and kind of that was pretty cool. We saw a whole bunch of wildlife there: the elephants and leopards, and what else did we see? We saw some turtles, whales, blue whales. I saw a blue whale from the boat for the first time. But when I was there, I kind of was researching wildlife in India and I actually didn't realize the wildlife that you you have over there like you pretty much got everything that you have yeah. in, in Africa yeah more or less there's there's a lot no doubt plus tigers <laughs> the only thing you that's in Africa that you don't have in India is well, I mean, there's probably a few but like out of the main ones so you don't have giraffes hippos but you have rhinos elephants Leopards, tigers. Mm -hmm. What else? Yeah, sloth bears. Yeah, we have uh, clouded leopards and Cloud snow leopards. leopards and cheetahs. And your greater one-horned rhino is probably, I reckon, is the best-looking rhino. <laughs> it's cool. It's really cool. It's, it's, it looks the, the most like a dinosaur. With this. Yeah, I saw it for the first time last year. Hmm. And I really didn't think rhinos would run that fast. <laughs> I was just like in <laughs> shock. <laughs> and I heard somewhere that they're the biggest species of rhino. The Indian rhino? Mm. Maybe. Um, mm. Maybe, yeah. They, they're massive, no doubt. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I, keep, I keep saying that we're almost at the end, but there's one thing. I <laughs> no, no problem. One thing that... I did last year uh, on my Instagram was every Tuesday I'd do Trivia Tuesday. Mm. Um, you you only started following me this year, didn't you? We only yes, kinda, yeah. that's true. So every, I think I started around June last year, but literally every Tuesday I, I, I did a trivia on my Instagram story. And I haven't done one this whole year because it's been such a hectic time moving to Brisbane and whatnot. But I want to get back into it And what I'm hoping to do is whenever I do a podcast, um, whoever I do the podcast with that week, I'd like to also do the trivia with them on the Tuesday. So oh, would, yeah. would you be open to sending through some questions, um, some wildlife conservation related questions, and I can kind of create the graphics and we, I, can, I can do that on the Tuesday and I can tag you and, and whatnot. Yeah, sure. That'd be fun. Cool. All right, well, I'll um, message you those details later. Yeah, But Thank you very much for your time. I've thank you very genuinely much. enjoyed it. I love talking yeah. about this stuff. Um, I could talk about it forever, but yeah. <laughs> we don't have that much time. But thank you. Um, and when I post this up on, I haven't posted up a podcast before, but I'll figure it out. Once sure. I do, I'll add all everyone's links and social media mm. handles in the description. 
Over there. <laughs> Over there. <laughs> Sorry, right. really good. Right. If you need anything else, let me know if you need another question or, I don't know, when you're working through your podcast. Totally. And um, as we were talking about before with interaction and collaborations, collaborations is a big thing for me. And the great thing with social media is we can, it's so easy to collaborate now. So yeah. if, if you've got any ideas on anything, just let me know and I'm happy to help out Done. in whatever I can. And with, once I get my Create Conserve page happening, um, yeah. I'll definitely hit you up and feature some of your work on there. Yeah. Right. So uh, do you write a lot? Do I write? Yeah. Are you like a writer? No, I wish I was. I <laughs> uh, that is, yeah, I've I've never been a writer, and that is, I wish I was because writing is very important, especially when it comes to storytelling. <laughs> Although you can tell a story through yeah, yeah. visuals, but you know, with social media, where you can also have a visual and a caption to kind of hammer the message home. Um. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not a yeah. very good writer. I'm, I'm, I want to learn though. Mm, me too. Yeah, that's. Yeah, you, yeah. You're a good writer. I've, I've seen some of your. You, you I wrote all your. Of, I think. Pardon? I think you can use a lot of work. Oh, it's it's better than what I could do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, are you doing this full time now, like uh, managing digital? Is that work for you? Would you call it work now? Um, now that I'm, I've, so I've recently moved to Brisbane. I'm wanting yeah. it to be a full-time, I'm trying to turn it into a, a full-time thing. So with Earth Offline, the digital conservation, I'm, that's like an evolving title as well. Like what does sure. that mean? Don't yeah. really know. Um, but Earth Offline is in a nutshell, you know, it's like the inter going on your wording. It's the intersection between kind of online and offline, and mm. that, that middle part is leveraging one to help the other. But um, when I was back in Perth, I, you know, was working as an architect and was doing that kind of stuff. But now that I'm in Brisbane, I'm trying to um, kind of do this more full time. But I'm not monetizing any of this this is purely just because i want to uh do do this kind of stuff it's what i'm interested in and in fact i lose money each month i probably lose uh-huh. over 100 bucks each month um right. running my because I, I use software and, and whatnot to to run my pages yeah, yeah so what i'm planning on starting up on the side is a social media marketing agency um which i'm going to call your social harvest Mm -hmm. so that's um something that i'm hoping to start up very soon and i'll hopefully use that to make some money and i'll use that money to fund earth offline but balancing those two projects i'll hopefully will be able to do this full time that's the dream anyway (laughs) that's the dream of course (laughs) it's the dream Okay. No architecture stuff. Um, I I could apply for some, um, but it's just not what I'm um, passionate about at the moment. Like I feel like what I'm doing at the moment, there's a, there's a bit of purpose there. Like I I have some. I'm taking advantage of some skills. Like I've always been pretty good with in the digital space and um, kind of working on a computer and that kind of stuff. I've always been pretty pretty good at that. So that's the skills part. My passion part is the conservation. I've always been interested in the passion. And then the third part is the value. Like if I can, if I can master this craft, I, I could actually do some some value to the world. Like I can give, I can do some good. So with those, when you combine your skill, 
and I can potentially make some money from it. So when you combine all those things, that's like purpose for me. That's what purpose looks like. And I think that's, I'm willing to kind of disregard my uh, architecture schooling and everything else and pursue that for at least a few years and see what happens. Yeah, sounds good. Mm. I think what you're doing is really cool. Yeah, it's, it's a bit it's a bit different. Like it's, mm. um, I don't know many people out there that are kind of approaching it the way that I am. From yeah. like a very like dig like it's almost like digital, like very heavy into social media and almost yeah. hack almost hacking social media kind of right, right. I don't like the word hacking but it's kind of yeah what it is um, yeah but yeah but totally worth it I think just because of everything you've said and in terms of identifying where the market lies today in that sense or where your audience lies rather yeah and <clears throat> this podcast is a very important thing for my strategy so um, I think in terms of growing a brand, there's two important pieces of, there's two important boxes that you need to tick. So the first box is content mm -hmm. and the second box is distribution. So it's all about content and distribution and the creative helps with the content, like you need good content. Mm -hmm. um, but you're, if you have good content, but you don't have a distribution plan, then it's kind of it's not you it's not gonna go anywhere you're not gonna put it in front of any eyeballs but then on the flip side you could have the best distribution plan in the world and you know distribute your piece of content to everyone on the planet but if it's not a good piece of content okay. then nothing's gonna happen so you need you need both yeah and with my podcast um, you know this will go for an hour okay. so my strategy from this is each week I want to do a podcast which goes for about an hour which is my macro piece of content and mm -hmm. then from that I'm going to extract micro pieces of content from that from that one big piece yeah which will save me a lot of time because um, all I'm doing is creating or documenting for one hour and then I can extract potentially a hundred pieces of content from that one big video mm-hmm um, which will save me a lot of time versus trying to create 100 pieces of content. So that I'm, I'm exploring that idea as a way to create uh, volume, and um, which will help with the distribution part. But then right. I also need to uh, make sure that I approach it from a creative way, so that it's just not some that each content is actually doing or providing some kind of value. So yeah, this podcast is the first step in, in figuring out that plan. Um, yeah, which is I'm quite excited about, mm -hmm. to be honest. Mm. Cool. I look forward to seeing all that you turn up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need to figure out how to do this. Um, uh, I need to I need to find a, a host for this podcast, and then SoundCloud. Yeah, SoundCloud. There's a few. There's there's one that I, I, I saw. There's like limitations to, um, you know, there's certain limitations to all these different hosting platforms. But there's one that I, I saw earlier, which was reasonably priced. There was a free version, but there was, um, there was, there was the tier above that was fairly reasonable. I think it was like fifteen dollars per month or ten dollars. Um, but yeah, when when this goes. Um, live I'll send you a link sure. um, so you, you know what's that it's up and running and yeah. I'll you know I'll follow your journey on social media mm -hmm. and yeah I'm always open to collaborate and and help out like I'm always willing to help out so if you if I like can what? help out in any way just like seriously let me know and I'll I'll, I'll do what I can likewise <laughs> just shout out same all right cool all right Thank you. I'll let you go, but right. thank you very much. And thank you. I'll Bye. see you later. That was really nice. <laughs> thank you. All right. Bye.